I'm drunk, I'm doing my thing Rolling the mid beside him now Living my life, getting our dreams I'ma do just what I want Looking ahead, no turning back People told me slow my roll I'm screaming and welcome to Friends to the End. This is your host, Matthew, for this week's episode. We have with us Brandon. Say hi, Brandon. What's up? Hello. We have Lauren. Welcome, my friends, to the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> and we got Tyler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's up guys what's up guys again we are friends to the end and uh we are here this uh friday night for a new episode for you guys so today's episode we are going to be this is our episode 13 um it is going to be our top five wtf moments in films so um we'll start off really quickly so brandon what is our social media account our social media, our main, our main page is on Instagram, and it's friends to the end podcast. F to the end podcast. Is it not not afraid? It's not, it's not hard to miss it. And right now, currently, our profile is friends to the end with um with pretty much the with the green with the green um uh, preview before the movie. Oh starts. yeah, that was from last week. So from not hard to miss. I still have to change it at the moment, but but I will because I, I made a, a WTF put on the logo. So I, yeah. I will update that as soon as possible. <laughs> and, and Lauren, what does WTF stand for? Um, <laughs> you can say it. You can say it. <laughs> it stands for what the friends. Exactly. We all know what WTF, WTF stands for. Um, sweet uh lauren so where can you listen to us uh you can listen to us on our apple podcast uh you can listen to us here on the anchor app and of course on spotify um it's pretty easy to access to you just look up friends to the end and uh we are there awesome 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 okay and tyler what is our schedule for this week's episode uh, it's already been mentioned. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, is, tonight's schedule is called the top five mo- moments of the uh, what the fuck moments. So like jaw dropping moments or like shocking moments in a way. Exactly. It's perfectly said. And Tyler, I believe this week you have uh, the move, the pick, the movie pick of the week. So what is it, sir? All right, guys. So this movie came out in 1999. So almost 21 years ago. So, this movie, to me, by far, is my favorite, favorite movie, like, in my top, like, 15, in my opinion. So, there's four kids, (laughs) there's four kids that are are in high school. The movie takes place in 1978 in Cleveland, Ohio, and they are going to a certain place in Detroit, there's a hint. Hey, I think so, I know which one this is. <laughs> so my movie of the week, it's none other than Detroit Rock City. Woo! I thought it was Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I thought Detroit it was 50 Shades. <laughs> so why is it called Detroit Rock City? So there's four friends, and the actors are... Sam Huntington, Edward Furlong, James uh, DeBello, and if for, forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong, it's a uh, 
Gilles Andrews. So these four characters are on their way to Detroit to go see the hottest band in the world at this time period was none other than Kiss. Of course. I've seen them so, uh, I've seen them in concert twice already. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I seen them when I was a kid and I seen them at the uh on their uh, Cycle Circus tour, but we can say that for another day. Exactly. Right? In this <laughs> in this movie um this movie is such a funny ass movie overall. Um and uh, Lynn Shay is actually the mom in this film, so she does a fabulous job. She probably like, she steals the show in this film. So she is uh Jeremiah Jeremiah's son. Oh, it's not son, mom. Um, played by uh, Sam Huntington, as uh, Jam. And Edward Furlong is named Hawk. James is named Trip. And then uh, I'm gonna just say Andrews. His um his uh, stage name is Lex. So. In this plot plot story, uh, Jeremiah has brought a wrong jacket to his his house because it was Trip's jacket, and they had kiss tickets inside of it. So the mom told him told him to like you know what you're gonna you're gonna start wearing nice clothes no more of this you know this gutter rock and roll you know crap. So he wears his nice things to school and then. <laughs> The funniest part, Errol Furlong was like, like, hey, dork. <laughs> and he flips him <laughs> off. <laughs> it's just funny. And then they walk into school. And he's like, hey, dude, let me get, let me get those tickets. He's like, oh, uh, Jeremiah was like, uh, there's a little, little problem here. Um, They're still in my house in Trip's jacket. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then I'm going I'm to keep it short and simple. I don't want to go too long. But this, this film is just so good. Um, it's, it's really an hour and four and 34 minutes of your time. So if you guys have not seen this movie, I definitely, definitely recommend it. And uh, if you guys are a KISS fan or part of the KISS army, you, you probably should know about this movie. But if you new newcomers watch this movie, because this movie is hilarious and the, the story is okay for what it, for what it is, but it's still a great movie. And, um, that that's my movie of the week. Right on, right on, right on. So, yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> we got the TiVo. <laughs> that's why I like to drive a Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Although we'd love to have a Matthew McConaughey top five moments. Uh, yes, we are going to get started with our top WTF moments in films. So we're going to, this is going to be a really quick one, guys. We're going to speed through this rapid fire. We're talking about our favorite moments, explaining reactions, how we felt. All right. Number one, we are going to start with number five for Lauren. Unless, Lauren, you do have a honorable mention. If not, then you can dive into number five. Um, I guess real quick for an honorable mention, I just kind of thought of it. And I was debating about putting it on my list. But it doesn't, I mean, it, it definitely was like a surprising moment um, for me. Uh, but I, I, there's like much stranger moments in films, I guess. And this is more just like a twist ending and I don't really want to spoil it. Um, but the ending of the usual suspects, like the first time I saw that, I was like, what? <laughs> but um, no, I just, I remember uh, like just being blown away that like all the information revealing like the, the twist at the end, all that information is set up at like the very beginning. 
and like it's like right in front of you the the whole movie and you don't even realize it until the very end so i just i remember that was a a particular moment i was just like what <laughs> but um my number five uh that, that's a that's more of a twist ending i want to go like just moments in the in films that are just like completely out of nowhere and you're like what in the world is going on here so my, what's that he said out of nowhere. I was like, RKO, out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So so my number five is um uh actually there so there's actually two moments I want to talk about in this film. And this is a, an American werewolf in London. And great, great okay. film. It's like one of my all time favorite um uh like horror movies. Also it's it's little, it's also a comedy movie. Like it's one hundred percent a horror movie and it's one hundred percent a comedy movie. It could be both. Exactly, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, one moment that really stands out as a very, like, like WTF is uh, uh, the dream sequence. Uh, there's multiple dream sequences in here, um, but particularly the one where uh, uh, the main character is... Uh, uh, he, he's having a dream where he's, he's at home with his family... Um, and at this point in the movie, he's like still in the hospital. So he's all these dreams sequences are when he's in the hospital, but he's having a dream where he's at home with his family, and they're like watching the Muppets for some reason. Then <laughs> all of a sudden, just an army of like Nazi vampire ghoul zombies or whatever just come in and just shoot the fuck out of them. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no that was a it just like came out of nowhere i was like what in the world but then um there was a a, a that, that was one moment that really and that's what like most people would consider um like the most wtf moment in, in this uh in this film um but i, I want to also talk about another moment like the first time i saw this movie i couldn't believe you you could end a film like that uh, and it's the ending of the film and without going into spoilers, um, there there's a moment that the ending, without spoiling anything, is is very sad. Um, uh, like the the main character kind of had to like come to terms with with his fate and everything, and it's it's just like a very very like sad ending. And his love interest is is like very very sad. And then all of a sudden, it, there's like a brief moment of silence, and then all of a sudden, it just cuts to the end credits with this super upbeat song. It's a uh, uh, blue moon. I forget the the name of the band, but it's the one that goes like bomb 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 blue blue moon blue moon. Yeah, it's that one. And so that like it just goes from this like super super depressing ending, and then just all of a sudden cuts to like the most upbeat um, like moon theme moon themed uh, uh, song like to conclude the movie. And like the first time I saw that movie, I just like burst out laughing. I was like, I can't believe you can end a film like that. Like, I, I can't believe anybody can be that heartless, like, to just completely forget about the death of the, or, uh, death, no, no, I'm not talking about spoilers. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, a very depressing ending and, uh, with a very upbeat song, but yes. Um, Lauren, actually, to, uh, to continue on that route, um, speaking of the film, there is an what my big WTF moment in that film is actually a film within that film. Now, I don't know if you guys know, um, John Landis is very, uh, very famous and known for um, 
a, some kind of little comedy bit he always has in all his films. Uh, always a little reference. They're, they always mean something different. But if the name um, See You Next Wednesday means anything to you, um, they make a reference in that film too. So in the scene, um, the two, uh, one of the characters, he goes into uh, he goes into a porn theater, and he's he goes there and he's sitting down and he's watching a porno. And his friend, who's who's killed early in, early in the film, is a decaying corpse. And while they're talking, you see in the background you see this porn film, and during it you see these like two people kind of doing it. Then this guy. Uh, then the door uh, slams open and this guy comes inside there seeing the two of them he's like what are you doing here and she's like and the, the girl stops and she looks at him she's like I've never seen in my life and he's like oh okay and he just walks away <laughs> <laughs> so he, he interrupts her having sex and he, he like breaks through the door and he's like what are you doing and she's like I've never seen in my life and he's like oh isn't the uh, the theater the porn theater in that movie isn't it like a 24-hour non-stop porn marathon i think so yeah i think it's just yeah. like it's strictly just a porn theater so it's just you, could, you could just walk into the walk in at any time uh like any day uh, any time of the day and then like there will always be porn there <laughs> yeah well, shit, I need to go to London for that. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yes, great, great, uh, great moment, Lauren. Definitely. I, I, love, I love the film. But yeah, those two particular moments just go like come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, like, especially that ending. Like, I, I couldn't believe like you can end a, a film like that. Like, just like cut to black and then the, like have the most upbeat song that like really con- contradicts the uh, the tone of the movie at the uh, at the ending. I, well, I, well, when when the ending ends so abruptly like that, it kind of reminds me of just the, the classic Universal monster movies where, like, once the monster is killed, it just cuts right to the credits. Like, there's no yeah. thing. It's just like, boom, it's over. Yeah. But, yeah, it, there's that Landis little touch of yeah. humor and just, like, dark humor of just, like, playing an upbeat song at the very yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, great, great choice, Lauren. Um, we're going to continue. Next, we have Tyler. If you have a honorable mention... You can say so, and if and then after that, you can start with your top five. All right, so for my number five, I'm going to call this one the standing ovation. Why is it called the standing ovation? Because it's from towards the ending scenes of Saw. Mm. Oh, yeah. So after Lawrence uh, chopped off his leg and starts heading out into the mist, into the, the, the darkness of the uh, hallway. And then uh, I forget the other character's name. Um, recall for me, guys. Uh, uh, Adam. Adam. So Adam yeah. is still, he's still there. He's stuck. And all of a sudden, you see, you see him like trying to break out of his chain. And then all of a sudden, you see the, um, uh, Tobin Bell waking up just out of nowhere. And we're like, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so this, I was like, "So I was like, so that whole time he was like pretending he was dead, or and then <laughs> I was just mind blown. I'm like, dude, that guy, he must have like, in my mind, well, I didn't know if he, until we get to you know number two, um, I thought he was like, he took like a pill or he drugged himself, like shooting up, but. Dude, like he was he was out for like hours. 
And I was, and then once he woke up, I was like, "Oh shit!" That that really shocked me so a lot. And, yeah, uh, this is probably, in my opinion, this is probably like the best Saw movie, the first, the very first one. Definitely. Oh yeah, I, I agree. That's that's definitely my favorite of the series too. Yeah, that's the only one I actually watched. The other ones I can't, I can't watch the other ones. The first one I, like. I would, I'd recommend checking out Saw Two, Brandon. You'd probably oh, like that one. I, but uh, well, I told, I, I have told Matthew countless times why I don't like the Saw franchise. Okay. <laughs> he 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 gets he has a a, a torture porn fetish and he no. gets a little crazy. So. Yeah. <laughs> start, you so. can't stop. <laughs> like, seeing, seeing all this gore trap and everything, I just call it torture porn. That's what I call it. But, so the first one was the first one was like, was like it was like it wasn't too much. So I, I, that's why yeah. I Hey, hey, hey! Let's be honest here, though. If the Avengers was realistic, they'd all be rated R and they'd be blowing up everybody to bits. I think yep. Eric, um, I think DC would be rated X then. <laughs> hey, so that's my number five guys saw saw the standing ovation great great choice actually i that was on my list originally or it was in my it was on my head but i totally forgot about it but thank you for reminding me that is a great moment especially yeah. it's like one of the best moments in just all the saw films yeah they even but, um, i was really shocked when that happened mm-hmm I lost my marbles. All right, uh, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, if you want to go next, sir, if you have an honorable mention, you can say it, and if not, you can start with the number five. All right, my honorable mention was spoiler alert. Is was when um, Darth, Vader, Darth Vader tells Luke that he is his father. Mm. That's the an reason, honorable mention. But the re- wait, wait, hear me out though. The reason why honorable mention because because I knew that before I watched. Before I watched the movie for the first time, I I knew there were so many jokes based on that. I thought I they did because remember this movie came out long before when I was born. So everybody, uh-huh. so everybody was saying this thing. I never I didn't get it until I saw the actual movie. So I got spoiled before I actually saw it for the first time. Mm. So that's why I already mentioned because I got spoiled before I watched the movie. Okay. Also, even the prequels, even the prequels too. Um, episode two in the VHS they had. They even show the scene uh, like when C3PO was like, and also when Darth Vader tells Luke the shocking truth, I am father. I was like, well, I nope, not, nope, I got spoiled. <laughs> Thank you, George <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> Number five is just the whole movie Gremlins, Gremlins 2. Mm, that is okay. a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> this is a what the F movie. <laughs> because everybody, like, you know, all you guys know, I love the Gremlins. It's like one of my favorite Steven Spielberg movies. Like, it's like one of my favorite like Christmas and Halloween movies combined. It's a perfect combination of horror and comedy. Exactly. Yeah. So I saw the first one. I was like, oh, I love that movie. That was so great. And then somebody told, and then one of my uh, childhood friends told me, there's a second one. I was like, second one? I was like, okay, I give it a watch. And literally the whole. I couldn't believe I was, watching. I was laughing. I didn't, I thought it was a parody, but it was so funny the whole movie. Like where did it begin? Like there's a smart gremlin who like talks like a super smart guy. There's a gremlin that grows tomatoes out of his whole body. One like one one um gremlin turns to a bat and he makes a bat signal when he leaves the building. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking dark. 
Count Dooku is a scientist in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then apparently, apparently women, apparently women back then put a lot of vodka in their soup. Apparently. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then one of the gremlins became Electro in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then one, and then one gremlin became a female and started making out with one character. The whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't they get married at the end? Well, I don't think they get married. But I, just, I think it just—I don't know. I, I don't want to think about it. I don't. Want to... <laughs> I don't want. <laughs> Come on, man! But, you can't uh, hate on Greta. <laughs> <laughs> but the biggest what the f moment! I literally thought somebody was pulling my chain. Uh, like I thought somebody was was like making fun of me. Like this is not real. Like this is a made-up movie. Like, uh, like um, Mr. Mr. Hogan, can you please help out? Gremlins, really, brother? <laughs> <laughs> I literally push pause and I look at my. What, what is this? This is not Gremlins too. Why is Hulk Hogan here? <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, brothers. You put that movie back on because we all come to the movies. Get our cold drinks, hot popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Like literally, this whole movie is just this movie. I love this movie. People, a lot of people say it's super cheesy because you compare it to the first one, it is super cheesy. So, Gremlins Two, if you haven't seen it, go watch it because the whole movie you just laugh your ass off the whole movie because there's so many things that are like okay, the people who made this movie was super high uh, or because this is ridiculous. So yeah, number five is Gremlins Two, the whole movie. <laughs> right on, right on, dude. That's All right, I'm going um, to start on my honorable mention. Actually, I had a few of them, but I'm going to cut it down to one. So those of you who have who are big Star Wars fans, you know, this was a huge um, fan theory. And it wasn't until episode three that it was finally uh, it was finally made true. Um, where do I begin? Um, uh, Darth uh, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Misa gonna kill younglings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just kidding, guys. Um, I'll be honest right here. So my number, uh, my honorable mention, really quickly, episode two, the death of Jango Fett. That totally caught me by surprise because watching the movie, I was like, who is this bounty hunter? He looks like Boba Fett, but he looks cooler and he actually does stuff and he looks so badass and he has like a wrist blade, flamethrower, all this kind of stuff. And later when it when he even fights Obi-Wan, like he stands his ground, so it made him even more badass. And the fact they had a whole army just cloned of him. And later when they're in there's a Geonosis in the battle of Net, yeah. later when he flies down, uh, one of those animals hits his jetpack and it flies away and he's fighting Mace Wundu. I'm like, okay, this will be a good battle, but it only lasts like two seconds with his head cut off. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he had no chance against Mace Windu. Like Mace Windu was the strongest yeah. with the lightship. I knew he was dead. <laughs> that was so disappointing. I was so pissed off. Um, so yeah, that was a what the f moment. But okay, my number five is a movie of the. It's a scene from a movie of the week. One of you guys have ch- chose uh, a few weeks ago, actually. And this what the fuck moment goes to the death of. Bats from Baby Driver. 
Oh, yeah. So if you guys know uh, Baby and Baby Driver Bats, the actor who plays Bats, the gangster, is Jamie Foxx. So at the end of the film, they're supposed to be doing this heist that is supposed to be very high risk, so it involves four people. Nobody on the team um, trusts Baby because he kind of lost the respect and they think he's kind of like a snitch and that he's possibly working with cops to get them all arrested. But mm-hmm. to prove that he isn't, he goes along with the heist as well. And um, they drop off two of the gangsters in the film and later babies in the car with bats. And while they're driving to the side of the bank, you know, a, a cop sees them and he's like, and his, a security guard sees them is walking towards the car. And um, Jamie Foxx's character is like, move the damn cars, ba- baby, move the damn car, do something. And then you see him instead of like backing up, he just drives in front of this huge pickup truck that has like a pole sticking out of it and just the, the pole just dives right through Jamie Foxx's body and I was like holy shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought coming but I didn't think they were going to go that deep and then when I saw that happen I was like oh shit and the rest of the whole film was pretty much a WTF moment from there on, from then on yeah. but that moment <laughs> just I was I was just in such shock I was like <laughs> <laughs> Such a great WTF moment. But uh, yeah, so my number five is Baby Driver, uh, The Death of Bats. So yeah. Um, Lauren, what is your number four? My number four um, is, uh, it comes from this one movie, uh, which I guess kind of has a a cult following. Um, If you guys are familiar with with the movie E.T., which that's a great movie, you know, that's a, um, a, a Steven Spielberg classic. And I truly do love that movie. Uh, but at, around the same time, there was a, a ripoff of that movie that came out called Mac and Me. And <laughs> it's basically the same plot as E.T., but it's a different alien. And he has like a stupid little uh, uh, surprised face. Like it, it, it makes E.T. look like, like high 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 art <laughs> well, I mean, it's already a great movie but um no mac and me like i part of me almost loves it a little more than et even though it's a terrible movie <laughs> but um that you could even argue that the whole movie is a wtf movie but um there's one particular scene that just comes out of nowhere and it has no purpose to the plot whatsoever. Um, so we all know in, in um, E.T. that uh, uh, it had like one of the most famous uh, uh, product placement of all time. And that was the Reese's Pieces, you know, uh, so oh, yes. he was like luring him with the Reese's Pieces. Um, in Mac and Me, there's two product placements. There's Coca-Cola. So it's a very, very big uh, Coca-Cola uh, product placement. And another one was McDonald's. <laughs> and there is not only there, there, there's not only like a reference to McDonald's, there is a whole scene. And not only that, a dance scene that lasts for like five minutes in or or yeah, like a couple minutes in inside of a McDonald's has no purpose to the plot whatsoever and it just looks like a really long mcdonald's commercial but um yeah the main kid in in mac and me he just shows up to uh um he dresses the alien the alien up in a in a bear costume um and supposedly that's supposed to like make him uh 
disguise like and fit in with is so people won't realize that he's an alien i guess so he takes him to a mcdonald's and uh like once i think they go to like a birthday party or something because mcdonald's used to do birthday parties and then all of a sudden just the entire restaurant just like breaks out into like this this super choreographed dance that that lasts for several (laughs) minutes and it make it makes McDonald's look awesome, like it, it makes McDonald's <laughs> look like the greatest thing ever invented. And you know, I, I gotta say that is like the greatest product placement of all time is, is the McDonald's dance scene in Mac and Me. And it comes out of nowhere, and has no purpose to the plot, but man, do I love that scene! <laughs> <laughs> so that is my number four spot. Great, nice. great choice. I have to see the movie. I've heard many horrible things about it, but uh, <laughs> horrible in the right in the right ways. So I'm still choice. waiting for the sequel because it ends with a cliffhanger, and uh, I never got that sequel. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be called Mac and You. <laughs> Mac and You. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Tyler, uh, what is your number four, buddy? All right, so my number four. My number four came out in 1980. So this is the very, very first film. Um, Towards the end of the movie, um, this one really, really surprised me a lot. And so correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the girl's name was Alice, right? I think I know what you're about to say, but yes, I, I believe it <laughs> Yeah. So Alice is laying in the boat until like the overnight until the cops come. And all you see is this boy just jumping out of the water. I call this I call this the Jason has risen. <laughs> uh, Friday thirteenth, part one. Um, mm. this part really scared the shit out of me. Um when Jason pops out of the water and then all you hear is Oh yes. <laughs> All you hear is just screams uh, coming from Alice, and Alice is like waking up at a hospital, and then the doctor's like, "It's okay, it's all right." So they're like, "But did you guys see the, see him?" They're like, "Who? Who are you talking about?" There's a boy, and they're like, "What boy? The boy, the boy in the water." And they're like, "No, like there was no boy." And then then she was like, "Then he's still there." And then all of a sudden, you see. You see, go go towards the lake area, and I'm like, oh shit! I was like, immediately, I was like, yep, there's gonna be a part two, and I was like, I can't wait for Ten it to more. come out. <laughs> well, well, I wasn't even born at that time, but I was like, yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Like after <laughs> this, because uh, throughout the whole movie, I mean, there's some good parts in the film, like um, when uh, Mrs. Voorhees comes, she's like, oh, it's. I'm a I, I'm a friend of the uh, of the uh, the campsite people, and they're in the Alice was like, oh okay, and then she was explaining to her like, yeah, um, Jason was my son, and today's his birthday. I was like, oh shit, that's his mom. So that's another that's another like what the hell moment. I was like, damn, this, this, I was like this movie really caught me like by surprise, and I was a fan since then and I'm still a fan of Jason. So Friday thirteenth, part one, Jason has risen from the water. <laughs> nice, great choice, dude. Great choice. I totally forgot about that scene for my list and I'm glad he chose it. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's like a super underrated one right there. Like, I'm surprised that's not on my list because that scared the crap out of me when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, Brandon, what is your number four, bud? All right, all right. I want people to see this movie, so I'm gonna say spoilers. And I'm gonna give people six seconds. If you haven't seen, it, if, you have, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, I guess you have six seconds to get the heck out of here. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Four, five, six. All right. You've been warned. On your left. No, close. <laughs> <laughs> Think of, like, guys, like, guys, remember, this part, like, shook the whole movie theater. Like, even the employees were like, damn, never, I'd never heard people scream this much. But when Thor is about to get killed, and then you see Thor's hammer rising, it's like, oh, and then and then and then people are wondering who the heck pick it up, and next thing you know, it's Captain freaking America. <laughs> oh I, my! I popped. I never saw. I never saw my sister stand up ever for a standing ovation in the movie. She literally stand up and was freaking out. My my own sister did that. That's how insane the scene was. Brendan, what? No movie in my life has a scene made me have a bigger boner than that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> it chose you, <laughs> Brandon. Before you go on, dude. Like once I saw that, I literally jumped off from my seat. I was like, I literally shouted out at the movie. And I was like, He is worthy. Yeah. <laughs> In the words of Thor, I knew it. <laughs> I'm telling you, this this whole movie was like a concert slash movie. Even the employees throughout the world said that the, the movie theater show because how much people were screaming and clapping throughout this movie. Like this was a concert and a movie. Like that's yeah. insane. And it, and oh my god, even th- and even Thanos was, was like, oh, what the fuck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> even Thanos, even Thanos, like sponsored our sponsor today's episode. <laughs> like, and then, oh, oh my, when he swings the hammer at super speed, I was like, oh, Thanos is screwed. <laughs> <laughs> and then all oh, the whole scene is incredible. Not just like the hammer, he also like it also he summons lightning. I was like, "What the? Like, just have the Captain America have the have the hammer from now on." <laughs> <laughs> Even Thoris told them, "No, no, no, you have the little one. I have the big one." I just had so much of an an adrenaline rush for that like entire last like forty five minutes or whatever. Oh, yeah, the film. Yep. yeah like, that was just like that was like probably my favorite movie going experience was. Because I, I saw it with uh, uh, Matthew on, on opening night, and I was on the, uh, was it the, the world's, or no, it was Southern California's, um, like, largest IMAX screen uh, at the, the Irvine Spectrum. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was something. <laughs> yep. I know. And a, ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason why this movie is number one in the box office for a reason. Yeah. Because this movie was in a movie event in history. So all the people that say, that superhero movies are not cinema. Fuck off, honestly. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't care. Like, Marcus Scorsese, I love you. You're a great director, but dude, when it comes to superhero movies, dude, just shut up. Just shut up. Sorry. <laughs> yep. 
So, yes. So, Captain America being worthy is number four. Great, All right. great, great, great choice, dude. Yep. Oh, I know what is coming. Yep. <laughs> and I thought my jokes were bad. Yeah. <laughs> my number four is The Dark Knight. Rachel dies. Oh, oh. oh no. So sad. <laughs> exactly. I was like, okay, when when Bruce's or Batman's coming, where is she? And he tells he tells Harvey Dent and Rachel Dawes are both tied up somewhere with like explosives, and you can only save one of them. Well, everybody knows Batman's gonna choose Rachel, but Joker's smarter than that than that. Knowing right, he's gonna go for Rachel. He's he switches the two of their locations. So although Batman's intending to save Rachel, he's actually saving Harvey Dent. And I didn't obviously. I don't think anybody expected that at all. I don't. I didn't. So when he goes over there, you, uh, Rachel's like, or Harvey's like, he 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 tumbles over, and the gasoline's falling falling on his face, and you, everybody knows he turns into Two Face eventually. So you think, okay, the the warehouse is gonna blow up. He's gonna turn to Two Face. But no, when when uh, he's like, Rachel and him are both crying, and he's like. Don't worry, Rachel. They're coming for you, and she's all crying. She's like, "I know, I know, but they should be coming for you." And then we hear the door open. You hear Harvey Dent screaming, "No! Why is it me?" I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> that was the most saddest <laughs> moment ever, dude. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck?" Batman, yeah, Batman's reaction was all you all you needed to see. His face. Oh. <laughs> that was that is definitely a huge what the f moment yeah. in history. So again, that caught me by surprise. I thought, okay, he's going to save Rachel and she'll continue the next film because she's his love interest. But no, the Joker is smarter than that, and it was just like the perfect twist in the film. I mean, there's so many twists in itself, but that was like a huge jaw dropping moment in the film that just the whole theater just was dead silent <laughs> and. Um, you know, although he saves Harvey Dent, you know, he, he still t- tumbles and later he gets his face blown up a little bit on f- or lit on fire. And yeah, just definitely a crazy moment. And one moment that just completely shocked me in the theaters. So, yeah, that's my number four. <laughs> great choice. Very, very great choice. Yeah, that's why that movie is my number my number three favorite superhero movie. Because that movie throughout, I get I get watch that movie so many times repeatedly in one day. That movie is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it doesn't get old. Yeah, never get old. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Heath Ledger, man. And I have to buy the movie in 4K so you guys can come over to the house to watch it. Ooh, definitely. Because oh, I've, I've gone on YouTube and I've seen 4K Ultra HD like like clips of the movie and it looks jaw-dropping. Like It looks completely different than the Blu-ray version. So... But yeah, definitely, guys. That's my number four. So uh, we're gonna go to number three for Lauren. Shoot it, bud. All right. Um. So my my number three is from a movie. Uh, I think that came out in 2018. Uh, let me check on that. I have it up here. 2018. Yes. Okay. So this was a movie that got a ton of a uh, ton of praise from uh, uh, various movie critics. And like I saw the trailer and everything, and it looked kind of like a quirky dark comedy. Um, uh, n- 
to me, it, like it looked, it definitely had like its own style, and I, I was like, this kind of seems like a, like I, like I, I guess I can respect it, but I, I haven't, I don't think I want to see it or anything. It didn't really look like it, it piqued my interest. Um, but I, I was actually talking about, um, or I, I should just say the title right now. It's the movie "Sorry to Bother You." Uh, if you guys have ever seen that movie. Uh, got I have it. not seen that movie. I've heard good things about that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people like like just went crazy over this film. They they, they said it was like the best movie of of twenty eighteen. Um, cool. Yeah. So so uh, uh, I was a uh, real quick story here. So I was um, uh, talking with one of my brother's friends actually, uh, like back in twenty eighteen when the movie came out, and he asked me, "Hey, have you seen that movie? Sorry to bother you." And I said. Uh, no, I haven't. Didn't, it didn't really look that interesting. And that, or I, I guess it, it's okay. I guess I don't know. Maybe I'll see it. And then uh, um, he said, "Oh, that movie." He said, "I didn't. I didn't like that movie, but it was super weird." And then I said, "Like, okay, um, well, like, what was weird about it?" And he said, "Do you want me to spoil it for you?" And I was like, "I'm probably not going to see it, so go right ahead." And so he told me like the big twists in the movie, and I was like no that can't be real and he's like yeah it's real and i i didn't believe him for a second i was like okay now i have to see this movie so um i i got one of my friends i said hey i'm not going to tell you what this movie's about or, any, or anything but um we, we got to see this movie sorry to bother you and my friend was like okay so so we went we went and saw it and yeah towards towards the end of the movie like basically the movie's about um it's a, a about a, a a guy. He he becomes like a, a telemarketer, something like that. But it, it takes place like in a in a alternate reality, I guess. So it's it's obviously not like um, it takes place in a in a world that's not our own, uh, but it kind of parallels our own world, I guess. Um, but it, there there is something kind of off about this world, uh, and you could already tell that from like the the beginning of the movie. But like towards the end of the movie, you there's like this this big reveal which just it goes like off the freaking wall it is i i i could not believe i i like even when my friend spoiled it for me i couldn't believe that that was true so i i had to see it for myself and let me tell you it's i you, you guys just gotta watch it but it, it is like borderline get out slash uh the movie society it is like that kind of twist you're just like, what the hell happened to this movie? <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was super weird. Um, but that's my number three. Sorry to bother you. So yeah, go check it out. Honestly, I I still don't know if I like it or not. Um, the whole movie, like, I totally respect it. I I think uh, the the director, like, he definitely has his own style, and I totally respect that. I might just have to rewatch it again, but I was like, I don't know if this is my kind of movie, but uh, I do love weird stuff, so so I I am I am glad I saw it. So uh, yeah, that is my number three. Is something to bother you? Uh, the the big twist, the big reveal um, towards the end of the movie. And if if anybody listening has seen it, you know what I'm talking about. So uh, <laughs> that is my number three. <laughs> I really have to check that movie out. I'm really intrigued by it. Yeah. No. No. Watch it, Tyler. Watch it, and let me know what you think. And trust me, like there will come a point in the movie where you will know exactly what I'm talking about, and you'll be like, 
oh man, Lauren was right. <laughs> All right, for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, Tyler, number three. So my number three, uh, again, um, whether you like this movie or not, but that ah, the the towards the ending of the credits, dude, um, I was I was in awe when I saw this. So this movie came from Venom. And Brandon, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> so, probably one of the best scenes. It's not even in the, in the like in the well, it's in the movie, but it's like towards the end of the credits. But so Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock goes to uh, San Quentin prison, yeah. and he walks in, and then he sees none other than Woody Harrelson play as Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. I popped. I was like, we are going to get another Venom movie. But this time, it's going to be Carnage. I was like, when he's when Woody Harrelson said, when I get out, there's going to be Carnage. And I was like, I popped. I I was like, yes. I I, I didn't care about the movie. I, didn't care. I, I still like the movie, but I didn't care what anybody else thought of it. That ending of the credits was fucking awesome. Exactly. And fight me if you guys didn't like that because I loved it. Like Carnage is probably like one of my favorite villains in the Spider-Man universe, other mm-hmm. than the Green Goblin. But Carnage is on a different level. But that 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 scene really popped me huge. And I, I had a huge fucking erection for that. So, <laughs> so number three, number three, there's going to be Carnage, um, the movie Venom. I think Sony because Woody. I think Sony heard me talking about the casting choice because I literally said Woody Harrelson would be a perfect choice for. And he Carnage. he fits the part, dude. Yeah, Sony like Sony. Where's my money? It's, it's true. It's true because uh, yeah, Brandon. It's true because I was on Twitter the other day, and Sony's like, um, th- we were we were scrolling through people's feeds, and this guy named Brandon had the perfect idea to have Woody Harrelson as Carnage. <laughs> we were like, perfect, and they're not just that. Disney was like, huh? We were Splash Mountain's racist, so we have to change it. Oh, look at Brandon! <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll look at Brandon since he brought up Carnage, Woody Harrelson. He saved Sony. Oh, which, yeah, Princess and the Frog. I will I will say I did love the ending scene. The only thing that took me out a little bit off of that carnage scene is that horrible wig Woody Harrelson. <laughs> hey, man. I know his character has like that kind of hair, but it just looked so fake. He yeah. looked like little orphan Annie. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this real quick. All right. right. Woody Harrelson rocked the shit out of that wig, all right? <laughs> Cheers, no pun intended. Yep. <laughs> right on, Woody, right Woody on. Harrelson, we love you. <laughs> okay, Brandon, you're number three. All right, I'm going to start off with this. Was that the boogeyman? Actually, it was. Da, da, da. Yes. Oh my gosh, where did he go? Michael Myers disappears. Number three. When I first saw this movie, there's a reason why this is my favorite horror movie of all time. Because that scene scared the crap out of him. I literally, when I first saw this movie and he disappeared, I literally looked 
looked I looked behind me behind the couch to see who was there. <laughs> I was like, go. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh my! And then the doctor, the doctor's face, like Donald Pleasant's face, was everybody's reaction when they're like, "What the hell? How do you survive all those gunshots?" Fell off a two-story, two-story house, and he gets gets on like Undertaker and just walks away, and nobody's witnessed that. Like this, like like Tyler's Friday Two was was good. It was was great, but this scene was legendary. This this is this is what started the the slasher genre because of this movie right here. And then that yep. what what that happened right there because Michael Myers is a shape; he cannot die. There's no stopping this thing. And that scene right there showed that the boogeyman is real, and it is it's in the form of a shape with a white mask, haunting your nightmares. And also too, when when the whole when the movie ends, it shows every scene in the movie and you hear him breathing I swear that's that will give you chill like like John Carpenter like super hor- super horror genius like and also too with such a low budget like like I, I, I don't know how he pulled it off with such a low budget like most of the budget went to Donald Pleasant that, 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 that's hilarious I found out about that yeah I'm actually oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a pretty right big now. actor at the time yeah so yeah, Michael Myers disappears and scares the crap out of everybody. That's my number three. Brandon, I literally got goosebumps when you're explaining everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like every scene of him breathing, I literally got goosebumps. And I'm like, yeah. That yeah. I, I was I was young when I saw that movie for the first time, so I got scared. I was like, oh he's here. <laughs> <laughs> Great choice, great choice. Um, right, my number, three, my number three, um, it's similar to Brandon's, uh, Star Wars. Um, similar to, um, it's not it, but it's it's not. No, I'm your father. It is, um, it, the freighter, the ship was stolen by your father, Han Solo. <laughs> So when Snoke tells Kylo Ren or about his father, but obviously us in the audience don't know that yet because for 10 years or for two years, everybody's wondering who's this Kylo Ren character is, is he a, is he a Skywalker turned bad? Like what's going on here? Or just even with Ray too, who's this new girl? Who's, who's uh-huh. Finn? And later, like when you see Kylo Ren and they mentioned the very beginning scene with, um, with the, uh, what's his name? The, He's the actor who plays the priest from The Exorcist. Oh, uh, Max von Sydow. Yes, when he's in there and he talks like, you cannot leave your parentage. And later I was like, oh, this guy, he has a, is he a Skywalker? And later when you mentioned like his father's Han Solo, I was like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if you guys were like that, but I was like, holy shit. Like, (laughs) he is a Skywalker. I I did get like that. I was like, oh, what? So I, I mean, it's not like it's, it's on my list, but yeah, that that's yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, me. yeah, first watch when you see that reveal, I was like, what the f? <laughs> I was like in such <laughs> shock. It was literally like almost like Luke, I am your or like no, I am your father, but obviously not to that extent because the originals are better. But still, like to be there in person and to see something similar to that, 
on the big screen for the first time opening night. I was just blown away with that scene. I, I didn't know what to think. I was like, what? This just got more intense. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, definitely. Well, shit. Because now I... <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to do two scenes then. Sorry. I'm going to break in the rules really quickly. So oh. another scene from the same movie. Uh, Ky- spoiler, guys. Sorry. Five, four, three, two, one. Kylo kills Han Solo, his father. That was the quickest five seconds ever, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that shocked the shit out of me, too. I kind of saw it when this is the two of them there, but it's like, it's Han freaking Solo. You can't kill Han freaking Solo like that. And they did. Well, Disney did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Disney. <laughs> yeah. I was just, oh, man. That, that scene still gives me the feels. Uh, it's honestly probably my favorite moment out of all the trilogy, the newest Disney trilogy films. That that one scene with Han Solo and uh, Kylo Ren, just very emotional, and just see how it plays out. It's just, the, I think it's more intense than the than the last Jedi scenes, as well as even the conclusion of the Rise of Skywalker. That in, that scene between those two characters in the first film, um, extremely memorable. In my in my opinion, the most memorable moment of the of the trilogy. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> that was that, first. I I didn't think of that though. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number three or threes, and we will go with Lauren. Your number two. So my my number two comes from a a movie like straight from the '90s. It is a total total '90s movie. And first of all, I gotta say, if you ever go to Mexico. And find a strip club named the Titty Twister. <laughs> Don't go there because not only will you, you might get uh, some STDs, uh, but that's the least of your worries because that bar has a bunch of vampires. Yeah. <laughs> but but it also has Salma Hayek. So Salma Hayek. Eh, oh okay, just worth the risk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but for, for real, yeah. um, my. Uh, but my WTF moment it, for uh, from this movie is literally like right after that uh, Selma Hayek a lap dance scene, which uh, I'm totally sure that uh, scene was written for uh, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a freaking foot in his mouth. Of course, it was written for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, lucky um, bastard. <laughs> exactly. So. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, the movie starts out. It was well, it was directed by Robert Rodriguez, um, who's good friends with Quentin Tarantino. Um, but the, the film is about uh, uh, two um, two uh, criminals on the run, uh, their brothers, and it's played by Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney. And uh, at first, like they're they're at like a gas station or something, and then they they kidnap a family. <laughs> Uh, the dad is played by Harvey Keitel. Uh, the girl, she was in um, Natural Born Killers, and she was also the uh, the older sister in Christmas Vacation. Uh, she she's the, uh, the the daughter of that family, and I forget. I don't think the 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 kid went on to do anything. Uh, I'm sure. maybe he did. I'm not sure. Um, so uh, the the criminals they kidnap this family, and they're gonna escape. Uh, um, uh, they're gonna cross the border and go to Mexico uh, to escape uh, to escape the law. And, and uh, actually, the, what, probably what like my favorite line in the movie comes from Quentin Tarantino when they're uh, about to cross the border. 
And uh, the the girl she asks she asks Quentin Tarantino, um, uh, "Where are you taking us?" And then Tarantino says, "Mexico." And then she says, "What's in Mexico?" And he's just like, "Mexicans." that's like my favorite line in the movie uh so yeah after they after they cross the border and go to mexico they stop at this uh strip club called the titty twister and uh and then you got the uh teach marin he's just out there he's just advertising all the the different types of pussies they have oh my god oh man I, i forgot how funny that movie was um and then uh uh, so then he goes to, uh, uh, then, yeah, then they get some drinks there, and it, it just seems like, okay, you're you're watching this movie about, like, some criminals uh, on the run, they kidnap a family, you're like, okay, I wonder where this film is going to go. And then all of a sudden it goes into this uh, uh, strip, like, the striptease lap dance scene with Selma Hayek, and uh, she's giving Quentin Tarantino a lap dance, and then puts a, her foot in his mouth, and then, like, pours some tequila or something on her leg. Uh, for him to drink and then out of nowhere she just turns into a vampire and you're like yep you're watching a vampire movie now <laughs> <laughs> and, uh yeah so the film just like goes completely it just does a complete like 180 and goes a completely different direction you're like you're not watching this bank robber story anymore you're watching a vampire movie and it's like a survival vampire movie and then uh um uh Oh, there's there's a character played by um, Tom Savini uh, named Sex Machine, and he he really has he has a gun on his crotch, and there's two barrels as like the balls, the testicles. Uh, yeah. But I to this day I don't know how that's supposed to be an effective gun. Because <laughs> yeah, like if you look carefully, like, yeah, there, there's no way for the uh, the bullets like to go through the, <laughs> the shaft of the gun. Oh, whatever. Um, his name, his name is literally Sex Machine. Like the the uh, the main girl, she uh like he helps her, he like saves her or something, and then she asks him like like, oh, what's your name? And he just says Sex Machine. Like it's it's just like a common name. Like oh, it's like Ralph or like Bob or something like that. So it's oh yeah, my name's Sex Machine. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah. Sex Machine. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, Sex Machine. Nice to meet you. <laughs> it's not even like a nickname. That's just like his name that he he gives everybody uh, when he introduces himself. Um, and yeah, it's a it just all of a sudden becomes a survival uh, vampire movie, and I I think it's a. Uh, it's got to be up there for like one of my favorite vampire movies. I gotta love Tarantino. Yeah, <laughs> and George Clooney. Yeah, what's that? I think everybody here loves Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> oh, totally. Yes, yeah. uh, and also I think the movie pretty much sums up um is can be summed up in uh, George Clooney's line. Uh, he has a line like towards the end of the movie where he says. Now, I don't believe in vampires, but I believe in what I saw, and what I saw was a fucking vampire. (laughs) (laughs) That just pretty much sums up the the whole movie right there. So, um, yes. (laughs) Number two is From Dusk Till Dawn. It just all of a sudden becomes a vampire movie. (laughs) (laughs) Great, 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 great movie and great choice, Lauren. Yes. Great choice, dude. Number two, awesome. Tyler, you're number two. Go. All right. I knew it was all. I knew it was you all along, Fredo. 
Mwah, you broke my heart. <laughs> no. Number, <laughs> number two, The Godfather Part Two. Oh. That scene. That scene. Uh, well, Michael Corleone and Fredo are, are in uh, Cuba, and um, they're doing some uh, business over there. And they they went to a party that the uh, the I think it was the uh, president of Cuba was throwing the party, and so they're over there having fun, and I guess someone told Michael like, "Hey, your your brother's trying to kill you," and he I'm pretty sure he knew by then, but he he kept it a secret all along, and that really shocked me. And once he said, "I knew it was you all along," I'm like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> And then you, and he kissed him. He said, you broke my heart. I was like, this whole time, Fredo was trying to kill his own brother. I was like, wow. I was just blown away by it. And, and that, that really shocked me a lot. And I will go to another scene. I'll make it quick too. So even though like Michael forgave Fredo for what he did and Fredo was trying to get in the good graces with his brother, because obviously his brother is the godfather of the uh, of his like gang and his mafia crew. So Fredo goes fishing and he wanted to take Anthony, and so Michael was told his um his nan the nanny to come because Michael was going to take him somewhere, but end up not being. And Michael's henchman kills uh, Fredo. That was like kind of like a heartbreaking moment you know, what the fuck moment, but that one really got to me as well, so the, I you broke my heart is my my second in uh, on my top, so that really is just heartbreaking mm-hmm. great, great scene, dude good mm-hmm. choice, thank you so much <laughs> 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 okay, Brandon, you're number two, bud alright this is easily one of my, one of my favorite at credit scenes any movie of all time, and it's so great. I, I, I would say it, I would say it by word, but it's so great that I'm not worthy to say it. I, I'll, I'll just play the clip and and just it gets goosebumps easily. One of my favorite after credit scenes in any movie. All right, here comes a clip. King video was released earlier today on the controversial news website, thedailybugle.net. There you have it, folks. Conclusive proof that Spider Man was. Never saw an old character from another French from 
an older franchise pop out like like this in 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 a new franchise. So I'm just so was I was so happy Joe Jonah Jameson is back. And Jake I think I almost broke my seat just like jumping out of it so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and also, too, Spider Man even sponsors this episode because he says, What the F? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Jason is back, and I, I'm, even, I'm even more excited for the third one because please, 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 please give us a Sinister Six. And that's all I gotta say. <laughs> awesome choice, Brandon. Yeah, it's a great choice, dude. Great, great choice, uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson. I know, I know. He, like he hated DC so much, he, he left and came back to Marvel. Or should I say, good job, Underoos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my number two. I don't know if I should spoil it or not. I'm gonna say the name of the title of the movie, and you guys. Let me know if you want me to say this plot, this WTF moment of the film. The reason why I say that is because I'm pretty sure a lot of you, maybe Lauren has seen it, maybe Tyler, Brandon, I doubt you have, but <laughs> it, this movie definitely scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it's definitely a huge, huge moment in the film. The movie is a huge masterpiece, and there's a reason why it won Best Picture at the Oscars last year, or early this year. So my scene, WTF moment, is from the movie Parasite. Yes! Yes! <laughs> so, uh, Lauren, have you seen this movie? Uh, I have not. I can plug my ears real quick if you want to talk about it. Hey, here. Don't plug my plug. Okay. Um, right, just uh, 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 let me know when, when, when you're good. Okay. I'm not listening. Okay. No, no, no. okay. Well, I'm not going to really spoil it then because you guys haven't seen it. But um, there's a scene in, in the in the movie. Um, oh, crap, it's hard to say. Like, I, I really don't want to spoil it for you guys. All I want to say is the ending, like all the ending stuff that happens at the end of Parasite. Um, the movie is a masterpiece. It deserves 100% best uh, film at the Oscars this year. I'm a yep. huge Joker fan. That was my probably my favorite movie of last year, just because. I love Batman and I love the Joker. The Parasite is an amazing story. It's better written. It's 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 original. It's a great film. But that the ending of the film, just with the whole party scene, all I'll say is party scene, knife, blood everywhere. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know what to think because, like, let's just. Well, all I'll say is that um, I was at one of my friend Kyle's house. Uh, Kyle's house and we were just talking he's like hey have you seen the movie Parasite and I'm like no I've heard about it but I've never seen it he's like you'd like it, it it's it's kind of like uh, has some a little bit of comedy to it it's a drama and it's kind of and there's like 10 or 15 minutes of it that's like a slasher film I'm like what the hell <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it wasn't until I saw the movie that I was like it is a masterpiece of a film. It's on it's on Hulu right now. If you have the Hulu app and you pay for it, um, it's on there for free. But if you haven't, seriously, Brandon, Lauren, Lauren especially, buy this movie. No, I I, I think I might order it or buy like maybe on Amazon or something. I'll I'll go like buy it like when we're done with this episode. <laughs> buy it. Parasite is a masterpiece, and um, 
Yes, the ending. That's all I'll say. <laughs> well, it won Best Picture for a reason, and it won. Yeah. It's not people like, oh, it's because it was a foreign film and they want to change it up. No, the movie is better than every film that came out last year. <laughs> it is. And, and people that are listening to us, literally, stop what you're doing. Pause this. Go on Hulu. <laughs> buy the film. It is, like Matthew said, it is a fucking masterpiece. Like, no joke. Hands down. Like, it it really did deserve best picture of the year definitely it's not like the green book where that was kind of rigged and everybody's like what the hell (laughs) yeah Yeah. screw that film but yeah parasite watch it watch the ending wtf is all you will be saying during the film but yeah that is my number two and we are at the final rounds we're in the final lap guys and we are going to be starting with the hostess of the mostest Lauren, let's go. All right, all right, all right. right. Okay, so (laughs) my my number one um, is a movie my my brother Lucas told me about. He said, "Hey, you got to watch this movie," and I was like, "That sounds that sounds dumb." And he was just like, "No, just watch it." So it uh, it was on Amazon. It might still be if you want to watch it. And that movie was The Greasy Strangler. (laughs) (laughs) Which part of the movie you're asking? No, no, no. You don't get it. The whole movie is a WTF moment. Lauren, what's the thing they keep on saying that that they keep on repeating? Uh, Well, they keep calling each other bullshit artists. No, but it's uh, Rudy Tooties. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one thing that um, they keep chanting, and it's like, Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie. Yeah. (laughs) You don't even know what it means. Rudy Tootie Disco Cutie. Yes. There's, there's like, one part in the movie, like, kind of towards the end, where there's, like, it's a a father and son, and that's, like, the, the two main characters, and they're... Uh, no, no, it's it's the the son and his girlfriend. They're like arguing with the the son's dad, and they keep they keep saying "hootie tootie disco cutie," and it goes on for like two minutes straight. <laughs> it's, it's a weird movie, but okay. If if you guys haven't seen it, um, if you, you haven't heard of it, uh, basically what the Greasy Strangler is about, it is uh about a father and son. It it's honestly probably the perfect movie to watch on Father's Day. No, I'm kidding. No, don't watch this on Father's Day with your dad. <laughs> uh, no, no, so basically it's about a father and son. Uh, one of them is called, the dad is named Big Ronnie, and the son's name is Big Brayden. And um, they run a disco a, a, a disco tour. So that they go around um, and like look at famous disco locations. So they'll, they'll like point out, oh, this is where the Bee Gees formed, and this is like where uh, Michael Jackson did something. And they'll just like point out like all these random like uh, disco facts, I guess. And um, they, uh, uh, they they promise their guests that they give them free drinks on the tour. Um, but at the end of the tour, they say, no, there's no free drinks. And that, of course, that's the scene in the movie. Um, and then, uh, uh, in the mean, in the meantime, uh, Big Braden he he has a crush on this one girl, 
and that's kind of like a plot line. But the dad also likes it, likes that girl. And uh, in the meantime, there is this this killer going around, and his name is the Greasy Strangler. And I think it's it's pretty obvious from the beginning. It's it's a uh, uh, big Ronnie, the dad. He just dips himself in grease and goes what? around like strangling people. Oh, it is though such a weird movie. Oh, and get this, our good friend Elijah Wood. You know, everybody knows Frodo uh, was a producer on this film. Yes, of course. Frodo himself oh, was a producer for the Greasy Strangler. Wow. Brandon will love this film because it features a segment that's like two minutes long of an old guy, the main character, dancing in the spotlight naked with his uh, ding dong hanging out and flopping everywhere. Oh, he has the weirdest looking genitalia you would ever see. <laughs> And he owns it. <laughs> he owns it. Yes. No. There, there's a, there's so much like nudity. <laughs> this movie is very gross, but it's also awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a great soundtrack. Oh no, the, the soundtrack. That's just like the best part of it too. Like, it is like the weirdest, but like most awesome soundtrack you'll ever listen to on a movie. And yeah, the, the film has like no plot whatsoever. Uh, I mean, there is kind of an overall plot, but it's mostly just like random characters that just keep popping up. Like they have this friend named named Oinker, and it's like the, this bald guy that wears tap dancing shoes, and he wears a pig nose, and it, he just shows up like for one scene, and then he's like, "Oh, that that's Oinker," and then uh, a big Braden says, "Oinker was my best friend," and that was like that's like the last you see of him or whatever, and then there's. The whole movie is just so many random scenes that just pop up for no reason. Like there's there's a another like two or three minute scene where uh, one of the guys on that was on the tour the the disco tour <laughs> and then a couple other guys and they're all standing outside of a, a sketchy motel uh, motel and they're standing at a vending machine and one of the guys is trying to get some chips but he has a very strong accent. So he's he says like I need some chips, and then one of them says uh, like what what type of chips do you want? And he says he's trying to say potato, but he says like potato, and it's it's like very very like like it it, it does you, you can't even understand it. But you're like wait, what did you say, Lauren? <laughs> yeah, what did you say? Repeat yeah, it. What did you say? And then he's like potato, and he just keeps saying it like the exact same I way. I am sorry, I did not understand what you said. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> it's funny, like, the, the one guy that keeps asking him, he says, like, I need to know what type of chips you want. Like, it, for it, it's not like it's important or anything, but to this one character, it, he needs to know what type of chips that this other guy wants. And that scene goes on for, like, five minutes. <laughs> it is... You just watch it. It is the whole movie is a is a WTF moment. <laughs> the soundtrack on vinyl is amazing. The cover of it is the oh, main oh, character. Yeah. Uh, his he's completely naked, but the record itself is covering his genitalia. But when you remove the record, it reveals it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> So, yeah, that is definitely a what the f film, Lauren. Yes, yes. So, if you ever have the chance, go watch Elijah Woods, The Greasy Strangler. 
<laughs> Amen to that. Oh, that was a great choice. I'm so intrigued now. Tyler, what is your number one? I am scarred for life. <laughs> All right. He told me enough. He told me that you killed him. No, Luke. I <laughs> am your father. Pop. Woo! I popped my ass off when I was a kid. I was like, whoa. I was like, there's no way. I was like, there's no way that Darth Vader is the father. And I was blown away. And then my uncle's like, yeah, he's because obviously he's a little bit older than me. My uncle's like, yeah, he's a uh, that's a uh, that's Luke's dad. I'm like, no. <laughs> before before Vader said no in episode three, I was like, no. But yeah, this is this was like a what the fuck moment. Like I was mind blown. I was like, wow, that. And I'm I'm gonna say this too, and I know everybody has different opinions on this show, but this can never be beaten ever in movie history because this this scene was so iconic and so so well done at at its time and it still still holds up to this day and if anybody mm-hmm. can disagree with me on that that's that's fine that's your guys' opinion but to me and exactly. to everybody else's around the world this is their number 1 and this is will be my number 1 until the day I die so star wars episode 5 I am your father. Mm. Great choice. Great choice. The force wow. is strong with you. Actually, the Sith <laughs> is strong with me, okay? <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> Darth, Darth Maul. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, Brandon, number one. Let's you know what, Tyler? I can that easily. This is the best. This is the most shocking moment. I am your father's Brothers, nephews, cousins, former roof. <laughs> <laughs> what does that make us? Absolutely not. It's not my number one. It's not my number one, but I think that top tier is Tyler. Yeah. I want the ring. Forget the ring. I got it in a Cracker Jack box. It's in you. <laughs> we can't say Cracker Jack.
I literally almost fainted of so much excitement because the, the things are going. Because Thanos, every army possible Thanos had uh, shows up, and then like everybody was like, "Oh, this, this is it. This is how this is how it's gonna end, guys." And then, but then, but then the portals happen. And I literally, I don't care. I didn't care. I didn't stand up and clap when Spider-Man came back. I was like, yeah, same. my boy. My boy is back. <laughs> the Peter Tingle. The Peter <laughs> Tingle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. The portal, and then the, just every, every Marvel hero you can think of pops out to the portals. Like not, not, not everyone in Marvel history, but... I mean, ones that you ones mainly in the MCU, but still like seeing almost everybody showing up and then giant man popping out out of the ground. Like again, I'm gonna say it one more time. There's a reason why this movie is number one in the box office. Because this movie was a was a movie slash concert. Yep. Like literally, like I never been to a concert, but I think that's how a concert sounds like. When people are screaming out there, screaming. Were screaming so much that I think I think some people lost their voices too. But oh yeah, no, it was cool, like a concert. <laughs> yeah, I even heard people are trying to talk, and I, I, I see people trying to talk, and they're literally could not say anything for 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 an hour. People, shut up, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So port. So yeah, now, number one is portals because it is like it is a just like Avengers Endgame. Has the has the the biggest most epic final battle in movie history. It's my opinion, but that's what I think because again, I never heard such roar from a from a, from a movie crowd. And even the theater shook. Of how many people were screaming and clapping and just amazing. I, I, I think one of the nights I'll never forget when it comes to movies. So, Portals is my Portals from Avengers is my number one. Right on, right on, dude. Awesome, great choice. <laughs> Oh, number one. I was debating with this this film with Parasite because they're both great films, but oh, this one I just enjoyed a lot more, and it shocked me because I did not. It came out of left field. All I'll say, guys, that you know we live in a world where a lot of shitty events have happened, lots of innocent people have died, and um, you know it's just really sad to see, and. Um, Sometimes it's good if we can kind of change history and um, tweak things around and, oh, and tell each uh, tell ourselves what if. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start with this scene. It's late at night. Everybody's sound asleep. And later uh, you hear a knocking at the door. And later uh, the the main character one of the main characters is like who are you the guy says i am the devil and i'm here to do the devil's work the guy responds nah there's something stupider than that (laughs) (laughs) my wtf moment once upon a time in hollywood yeah when seeing yes. the trailer of this movie, I was like, 
we all know what happens. Fuck, uh, fuck the Manson family. We know what's gonna happen. We don't want this innocent lady to die in this film, let alone it being Margot Robbie. So we're like, oh. just after seeing the trailer, you're like, shit, something's gonna happen. And later, when it comes to the near the end of the film, and you see that scene's coming up, but it's gonna be happening to our main characters. I'm like, don't kill freaking Brad Pitt's character. <laughs> He's so lovable. Don't kill. <laughs> I know. I was him for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, don't kill Leonardo DiCaprio. Like these guys are like freaking awesome, and they're they're just retiring from like <laughs> the acting business. Like let them be. Why do they have to kill him? But they have a grudge against Brad Pitt's character. So I'm like, shit, shit, shit. And the whole time I'm like freaking intense <laughs> and later right when he goes like and the dog freaking slams on the one guy it just starts biting the shit out of him <laughs> and like all this carnage is happening the two girls are getting the shit beat out of each other <laughs> and later you cannot forget the freaking end scene of like when the the asian girl gets like her head smashed in and she's like freaking blind and she's running she's screaming and running around the house with the freaking revolver and she breaks through the freaking glass leading to outside in the pool and she falls in the pool and shooting and she gets out she starts shooting at the sky of Leonardo DiCaprio's character is like what the f-? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh shit like you're happy because like your hero's are gonna live you know like the, the events all play out kind of like how you expect whatsoever Later, Leonardo just runs away. Like, what is he doing? And all of a sudden, he comes out with a fucking flamethrower. <laughs> like, yes, and he just burns that bitch down. Oh man, <laughs> that scene from Once Upon a Time and yeah. that whole entire end scene was yeah. a WTF moment. Not, a, I was not expecting any of that for one moment. I mean, I know it's Tarantino and he likes to change history and all, especially with Inglorious Bastards killing Hitler on all those fucking Nazis. But damn, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood kind of takes the cake as far as creativity and just how everything plays out. Yeah, so I, I saw that movie five times in the theater. I've never seen a movie that many times. And, you know, with, with the help of the uh, the AMC A-list um, app, I was able to see it, you know, five times. But every single time I saw it during that scene, there was always a huge round of applause. Everybody was just cheering. They're all like, oh, they're, they're just like, the theater was, it was almost like Endgame. Like everybody was just like roaring with, with applause. And everybody was, was having such a great time. And it's just, like every time I saw it, like I, I started shaking at that moment in the theater. That's like, there's just so much adrenaline built up in you. And you, you just, you're so happy you get to see like these fictional characters live. But not only that, like a real life tragedy, you get to see that um, get rewritten. And then uh, now, now it, it no longer exists. So it's, it was, yeah, it was such a, a satisfying ending. Yes, very satisfying. Yeah, I, I like the comparison to Endgame because it was literally like Endgame to me where I was like screaming and shouting and applauding because I think if there's any director who can do that, I mean, I love Christopher Nolan. He has great films, but I don't think even Nolan can do like moments like that, that you just stand up and you're just like, that is just a work yep. of art. <laughs> He's more visuals and tries to like mess with your mind, but like Tarantino's like, you guys hate Nazis? I'll kill Hitler. You hate the Manson family? I'll kill them. <laughs> and I'm not just going to kill them. I'm going to make it a badass, most satisfying death. 
<laughs> and yep. he delivered in that film 110%. So yeah, my my number one pick for WTF moment is the ending of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So excellent choice. <laughs> excellent choice. Yeah. Um well, well, ladies and gents, uh, that concludes our episode for today for uh, Top 5 WTF Moments with the boys here from Friends to the End. Again, we have here Lauren. Hello. We got Tyler. What, what? And we got Brandon. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's my life. <laughs> yeah. And you got me, Matthew, over here hosting for today's episode. Well, I want to thank you guys again, spending uh, time out of your uh, amazing Friday night to be here today for this podcast. It's such a great uh, blessing to have you guys here to do a podcast once a week, just talk about the most fun and entertaining stuff. So thank you guys for continuing to be awesome. Um, love you guys. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts or any things you want to share before we kind of conclude? Yeah, before, so, before, before we end the show, um, Lauren, we have a schedule for next week. Yes, we do. And we will be talking about our top 10. Speaking of, uh, you know, finishing off with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, and me being a, a hardcore Tarantino fan, we are talking about our top 10 favorite directors of all time. And uh, spoiler alert, my number one is Tarantino. Um, I'll just get that right out of the way. <laughs> and I do have many others, so uh, we will get there. <laughs> Absolutely. And guys, uh, I know we were going to be doing a uh, bracket challenge, but unfortunately, uh, uh, my brother accidentally deleted um, the, uh, yeah, he deleted the, uh, the work that him and I were doing, but uh Eventually, we, we will be doing it. Uh, we just don't know when uh, again. But we, we are going to be still doing it. But as soon as we're done with our top 10, we're also going to be doing um, the two, one or two character video characters, or, original video game characters that you mostly connected with. And we did a poll uh, last week as well. Um, talking about which one will we will do the top ten Arnold moments or the top ten SpongeBob <laughs> episodes, and apparently SpongeBob took the win, and so right after that we'll be doing the top ten SpongeBob. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely. So those are going to be the upcoming uh, um, episode, guys. So. Um, so keep on the lookout for that. And, Tyler. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was just thinking about when you said the, the poll. I was, I was just thinking right now, uh, Arnold gets a phone call. And, he's, and it's like, uh, so should we have the top 10 Arnold moments or the top 10 SpongeBob moments? And there the phone calls like top 10 Arnold or top 10 SpongeBob moments. And Arnold's like, your pants are dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matthew, and, uh, I I also want to I also want to take this seriously, guys. Um, everybody out there in this, I know we are in this world right now that it's pretty pretty fucked up. But all I gotta say is, guys, please take care of yourselves. Uh, wash your hands, sanitize your hands, stay clean, wear your mask social distance and 
And by and if you guys can't do it, please schedule an appointment to get tested because we want you guys to be safe. And also, I also to let my friends know to also be safe as well because I I'm going through a tough time right now and I won't get into it. Um, this is for my personal reasons, but uh, just everybody in the in the world that's listening to us and including you guys, um, uh, Matthew, Lauren, and Brandon, please be safe. That's all. That's that's all. My main concern is for you guys to be safe. And not just that. Um, to to tally on to Tyler, what he's saying. Also, just with everything going on as well. Um, don't be an asshole. Be nice to people. Be loving. Be awesome. Um, treat everybody how you want to be treated. The golden rule. You know, be a good person to other people, and they'll be good to you. Even if you have different views, hey try to get along with each other and try to see the other side of the person, even if you may disagree, but do it in a respectful way. Love one another. Totally. Absolutely. So I I wanted to touch on that with you guys, because like I said, a lot of things are going on in this world and including for me personally, and I just want everybody to be safe. And um, Brandon, you are the host to close us out, brother. Oh, thank you for that. So, so thank you guys, everybody, for listening to our top five What the F moments. And apparently, a lot of movies actually have that line in their movies, especially that clip I played earlier. Yep. Legendary. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you all for being here again. Like, like what, what, what a, what a wonderful way to start this weekend because I'm ready for this one already. <laughs> Bring it on! <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Also, one more thing. <laughs> what an upset! How did SpongeBob beat Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, I love both of them. But I was, I was a upset. I was talking. We'll get around to Arnold sometime. <laughs> we'll get to Arnold. We'll get to Arnold soon. But until then, guys. Put the cookie down. Until then, sun.